In this episode of Who You Got, it will be our NBA preview episode after the first couple of games. We'll talk about the conference championship predictions and give our favorites for the East and the West. We'll then talk about our predictions for the season awards, especially the MVP. And then we'll move on to our top five players in the NBA with some heated discussion. And of course, we'll end with our mortal locks. Let's go. Episode three, if we got same as usual, and I'm always your host, Tyler Shanavert. Just screwing around, but Graham, Aiden, Biggs, how are we all doing? Great, happy holidays, everyone. Happy Sorry. holidays, everyone. Have a good Christmas. I had a good Christmas. A lot of NBA on. Great Christmas. I mean, I had an okay Christmas because my Celtics lost. But yeah. Other yeah, than I the Celtics the lose yesterday, but there are some good NBA games. Thanks for asking. I mean, can we start off by saying anyone see Kawhi's injury last night? Um, I didn't. I didn't see it, but I uh, heard about it. I actually didn't know he had blood inside his body. I thought he ran on oil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that either. So, Graham, what are we doing? What are we doing today? All right, you know, NBA's back. Quick turnaround, but it's back. So we're gonna go full NBA preview today. Start off with our conference uh, champion predictions. Let's start off with the East. I'll go first. I got the Brooklyn Nets. As much as it pains me to, you know, bet against my Celtics, I really wanted to put them as my champions. I got them at number two. But the Nets depth, KD, Kyrie, crazy duo. They got Karis LeVert off the bench. They got DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen as their forwards. They got Joe Harris, Shooter. They're just all around great team. Uh, and I just I just don't see any team being as uh, deep enough and as talented as them uh, to give them a run. So I got them. Biggs? Um, yeah, wait. So is so Levert's um, on the bench and Dinwiddie's starting, right? Am I am I right? Yeah. Am I right about that? As of now, yeah, you're yeah. correct. I feel like that'll be interchangeable throughout the year, but um, we'll we'll get into that when we go sixth man of the year. But um, I'm agreeing with you. I got the Nets here. Um, I mean, I think I think the only person who can who can beat the Nets is Kyrie. Like uh, Trenny and I were talking about the other guy. Um, you know, he's going to have to really, he's going to have to really mess up, I think, for them to not win the division. But, um, if he can keep everything together, obviously Katie is a great leader, um, dynamic duo. They've got Joe Harris, um, dropping threes left and right too. He's a great shooter. So I think they have, I think they have all the ingredients for an Eastern conference championship. Um, and I think that's what we'll end up seeing this season. <laughs> Uh, so I don't have the heat or I'm sorry. I don't have Brooklyn. I don't have Brooklyn. I'll give you a reason why I just, I, I think, I think they are the favorites if they, how do I put this? I think they're the favorites if they don't beat themselves up. I think they have a really, 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 really high chance of them beating themselves up and not going or not winning the East this year, because I think 
there's too many personalities in that locker room, in my personal opinion. I think I think Kyrie, Kyrie and KD have like a, a really good bond right now. So I think that's not going to be the issue. It's going to be more KD or uh, sorry, Kyrie and the role players because that's a little bit what have happened in Boston. He was like Kyrie was kind of messing up the locker room with like with like younger guys like like Smart and Jalen Brown and and uh, and role players like Terry Rozier who aren't even in the same category as Kyrie Irving on a, like on a skill level and a playing level. But he was just he was gotten he got in the old he's gotten in his own way there. So I have the Heat. That's why I don't think Brooklyn will win the East. But I think if they can't get out of the way, they will win the East. I have the Heat. Wait, I like can you, can you can you tell us why you pick the Heat over the Celtics or the Sixers? Or if, the not, if not the Nets, I, I'd love to explain that. And I want a reason besides you were cheering for the Heat in the finals last week. You don't need. <laughs> I was cheering I for need, Heat in the finals. I need something more than that. And you know, there's some pretty conclusive evidence. You've got a little bit of Heat bias. I mean, you have. You have Duncan Robinson and Tyre Hero on your fantasy basketball team, right? I do have <laughs> both of them on my fantasy basketball team, yes. All right, here's my reasoning for taking the heat. couple points. Number one, they, along with the Lakers, stayed in the bubble the longest. And we also talked about the quick turnaround. So they've played together and been together for longer than every other single team in the NBA, like minus the Lakers who are in the same category as them. They're all younger, so they're all getting better, including Adebayo, Hero, and Duncan Robinson. And we can see what Duncan Robinson did last game on like a three-point perspective and like a, a shooting perspective. Him and Hero, I think, are interchangeable in, in that kind of role as the two. And once... Uh, I, think it's worth, I think it's worth mentioning that Jimmy Butler is getting worse, though. I mean, I don't want to... worse? He's, he's been injured. He, bro, he's a veteran. He is a veteran. He is not getting worse. And if anything, he is, he's like, he's getting like more experience and he's helping those younger guys on that team. They are a very experienced team as well. I don't think what I'm trying to say is I don't think he's going to have a better season than he did last year. That's all I'm saying. That's okay. Because I think Bam Adebayo is going to take a huge, huge leap. And I think he can guard any center in the league. I think he can guard any center in the league. I also Thing in this quick turnaround and all this COVID stuff going on, a, te- a team that can control their players, it's gonna is gonna go far. And I think Spolstra is the perfect perfect coach for the season. So I have the Heat winning the East. Chenny, I really like your I really like your takes there, but um, I think the East is actually gonna be a lot closer than everybody thinks. I think it's gonna be the Heat, Bucks, and the Nets all up there. But I'm gonna have to go with the Nets, although I have a little bit of uh, a fear about their defensive quality and how each individual can defend on their team. I think um, as they play more and more together, the team defense is a lot more important than individual because uh, obviously a team game, they have DeAndre Jordan, an elite shot blocker, Jared Allen off the bench. Um, but I think this, this East is going to be very close. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks actually slip in and win it. Chris Middleton's playing like an all-star that we know he is. Giannis is Giannis. So I, I think – the Nets will win this, but not by much. Yeah, I, I think I agree that it, I feel like Nets, Celtics, Bucks, Heat, Sixers, like Sixers are kind of the bottom, but I would not be Careful. surprised Careful. if any of those five win, win the Eastern Conference. I think it's closer than people think, but, but I still got the Nets. I agree. I mean, who else in the, is in the conversation other than those five, potentially? Well, I don't know if anybody. Are the Hornets in the East? Maybe, maybe the Raptors. 
Raptors, Raptors. All right, I'll give you that. They've been, they've been there, possible Siakam. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see them winning, but they're definitely a playoff team. If we're talking about bottom three teams, too, I'd like to talk about the Wizards a little bit. I think the Wizards are very slept on mm-hmm. this year. I think that a lot of people aren't giving them the credit they deserve, and I think they could sneak into maybe even the sixth seed. Um, in the East, they got Russell Westbrook, triple-double, just God. Uh, Bradley Beal, 30-point score last year. I really like um, the rookie draft pick uh, out of Israel, Denny Av- Avdija. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. But those three. And Hachimura. Um, Hachimura. I'm pretty sure they still got David Bertans. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, a, he's a stretch four, can knock down the three. I think the uh, Wizards are slept on. We're not putting them as uh, title contenders, but, you know, they could definitely make a run. For sure. I agree. Any other thoughts on the East before we move? It's going to be close, but it'll, it'll be good. It'll be the best East we've seen in probably five years, I think. Agreed. Five, maybe a ton. Agreed. All right. Let's kick it over to the West. I'll start off again. I see Biggs uh, celebrating. Oh yeah, he, he, I know he's gonna make some crazy take about his Warriors, but you know, nah, the you Warriors. Won't you won't hear that. You won't hear that. The Warriors are not the Warriors of old, and I still got the Lakers winning the West back to back. Um, they got LeBron, my goat. They got AD, top five player. Your goat or the, the goat? goat? The, the goat, goat the and goat. my goat. Your goat. Your goat. The goat. The goat. Yo, they got crazy depth. They picked up Dennis Schroeder, Montrose Harrell. Uh, you know, they got uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. He's been balling recently in the preseason. Could step up for them uh, coming off the bench. You know, they, I, I think that they got the most well-rounded, deepest, and most talented uh, team in the West and in the league. So... I like everything. I like everything that Graham just said. They've got depth. They've got the ability to to score. They've all been there. They have veterans. Um, things are looking good for the Lakers, but I've got the Phoenix Suns taking the division. What? I've got the Suns. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> please enlighten us. Enlighten us, please. Listen, listen. I think Devin Booker is so much better than people think. So much better. He's, I mean, you saw them in the bubble last year. They didn't lose a game. Um, so, first of all, they're coming off of that. They're really playing well together. I don't want to talk too much about um, DeAndre Ayton because we're going to get to that later. But I think they've got a ton of promise. And Chris Paul takes so much pressure off of Devin Booker at the end of the game. He's not going to feel like he has to do everything in the last minute of each game this year. He's going to have somebody else, like a go-to guy who can score, move the ball around, and make something happen. And I think the Suns are just going to keep getting better. Um, And I've got them winning the Western Conference. Well, they have have Chris Paul and Devin Booker, two, two stars in the NBA. Devin Booker, a future superstar. After that... Their next best player is DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, and Mikhail Bridges. Jay Crowder. That is, that, that is nowhere near 
Let's respect Mikael Bridges. Western Conference. Mikael Bridges is Western nice. Conference champion. That's maybe Jay Crowder. Uh, All right. Just I watch. Watch when they keep winning games. Seven or eight seed. I'll give them the seven seed. That's that's their that's their ceiling for me. All right. So, um, I, seven seed. I agree that the Suns are a team for the future, but I don't think it's their time yet. And I'm I'm gonna go with the Lakers, especially if Montrezl Harrell keeps playing like Shaquille O'Neal. He put up like 18 points on the most efficient shooting I've ever seen in my life. He was going playing out of his mind yesterday. Um, I think the Lakers are gonna kind of handily take this West Coast. I know they haven't like been playing really sharp recently, but they're just getting into it. And uh, I think the Lakers win this uh, division pretty easily. So un- unlike Charles Barkley, I'm not going to take the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I'm going to take the Clippers. I like the Clippers. I like the little story they have going on right now. New coach. They got upset in the bubble last year, 3-1. So I like the story. I like their team. I like how they play defense. I like how they're a little bit younger than the Lakers. I think that will go a long way in a odd kind of weird year. And I, I... <laughs> I know I've been quoted as saying that Paul George is not a top 20 player in the NBA. I might have to change that after the recent performances, but I, I, I like, I like their starting five. I like their upgrade. at I think it's center with Ibaka. I like Ibaka. He's, I think he's a good player. Change your, I like Kawhi. Change your take after two games. That's disappointing. That's I'm not changing my take. I said I might think about changing my take. So is he or is he not top 20 right now? In the NBA this season, right now in the NBA this season, you no, you said you wouldn't change your take, which would mean that he isn't. But how can you not? Like, and he's not. Then he's not. He's not. Not top ten. I just, I, I, just, it's, it, I love it, Cole. It makes sense to me. It's going over your head. It's going over your head. Jim. I mean, whenever <laughs> we want to talk about this, I will bring twenty players that I think are better than Paul George. I, I think he's twenty-one. I can't wait for that. I can't wait. I, can't. I think he's twenty-one. We can we can uh, do a dual discussion um, in a couple weeks, maybe a PG and goat debate. So why is Paul George not in the top twenty? And who is the goat? You know, all of us versus Shannon. Another just <laughs> so back to my Clippers take. I like the Clippers. I like Kawhi. I love what they're doing over there. New coaches spicing up the room a little bit. Some new players, and I. I I, I like Luke Kennard too. I'm a Luke Kennard guy. So uh, on to the next, on to the next. Yo, one. I like, I like your Clippers tape, but I actually got one team over the Clippers in the West. I got the Nuggets at number two and the Clippers at number three. They just, they just like 20 piece to them last night on Christmas. That's all right. That's one game. The Clippers also beat the Lakers on opening day last year. And the Lakers went on to win the national championship. So all right. The national but championship. Sorry. I've been watching a lot of college basketball recently. That's what my mind's on right now. But you know, I, I think the Nuggets are super underrated, actually. Jamal Murray. I think Nikola Jokic is the best center in the league, in my opinion. The best passing big man in the league. Um so I got the Nuggets over them. But yeah. I just I don't think the Nuggets I just don't think the Nuggets are deep enough. That's that's all. I, I, that's why I have the Clippers over the Nuggets. Jamal Murray and Jokic are great. I watched the game last night, but I don't I don't know. It's just they're they're definitely missing something. 
I think I think they're definitely missing something from for an NBA championship. But they're missing another guy. I think I think they're just missing another top thirty, top yeah. twenty player in the NBA. Or no, 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 sorry, not top thirty, top fifty. I think they're missing another top fifty player in the NBA. Uh, I can respect that opinion, but I still think the Nuggets are over. They just need yeah. another shooter. They need a go-to guy, and they need a. I'm not going to say Danny Green anymore because that's just not what he is, and that's not what he was in the playoffs last year. Even though the Lakers won, but he's won a chip on three different teams. And I think that the nuggets need someone like him to take them to the next level. They need a shooter. They need someone they can trust, knock on big shots. Should have went out for buddy healed. Would have been perfect. Exactly. Exactly. If they had, I think if they had buddy healed, they could be in a conversation to win the West. I'm a bit, I'm a, I like buddy healed. I like the way buddy healed plays. He's game winner the other day. That little tip in. Yeah, Trenny, I think you like I think you like Oklahoma. I think you like the University of Oklahoma a lot for some reason. I don't know. Where'd you get that from? I just said I like Luke Kennard and he goes to he went to Duke. <laughs> Baker. I like Baker Mayfield. Baker, I like Baker Body. I don't know. I don't know. Man. I like Baker Mayfield. I don't like Blake Griffin. I don't like Blake Griffin. And he's an Oklahoma guy. So Okay. All right. Chenny, I will say this before we move on. Chenny Chenny was not a huge uh, Oklahoma fan a week or two ago when they were playing in the uh, Big 12 chip. I was not a fan of Oklahoma a, lot, a couple weeks ago. So, All right, moving on. I'm going to go to some individual awards. First, let's start it off with the, the newcomers of the NBA, Rookie of the Year. I'll start it off again. My Rookie of the Year this year, James Wiseman for the Warriors, you know. I think this this year, super open. I was actually choosing between five different players. I think LaMelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton, um, James Wiseman. Anthony Edwards. Sir. Uh, Anthony Edwards and uh, Denny Av- Avdija for the Wizards. I think either of those five could win it. And um, But I chose Wiseman just because I think he's going to have the most opportunity in Golden State. Clay Thompson's out this year. He's um, going to be starting forward. He's going to score a lot, probably be the number two option, uh, maybe number three, depending on how he plays on Curry. So I think he's going to have the most opportunity. Uber is tough. All right. Um, I guess I'll go with my pick now. I've got Anthony Edwards. Um, as Just as of right now, the Warriors are not playing well together. They're 0-2. Wiseman so far, I understand that it's just the first couple games of his NBA career. He looks he looked good, you know, but not not like a rookie of the year. Um, and then Anthony Edwards, he had 15 points in his NBA debut. He looked poised and NBA ready, um, more so than James Wiseman, who, I don't know, it just looked like he was playing a little bit scared to me, a little bit tentative, um, and not as aggressive as everybody would have liked to have seen. So I've got Anthony Edwards winning rookie of the year. He looks NBA ready. Like I said, so. Um, I also, I agree with Graham. I'm going to go with Wiseman. He did look a little raw, but um, that pick and roll with Curry is going to prove to be like very good for him. And once Draymond gets back, we know how good of a passer he is. He'll set him up for a couple layups, a couple dunks. So um, I hope with time, we'll get more experience and he'll, 
play less scared, like Biggs is saying. So I think eventually he'll become like in the later part of that year, he'll make his case rookie of the year. And maybe I think he'll, he'll get it barely over Anthony Edwards. You know, if you guys remember, he, he only played a few college games. So yeah. he hasn't played the organized high level basketball in a while. So I think, I think he'll settle in. Uh, I have, I have Wiseman. I think a lot of the time is like, it's a much time you get, Two in, in games. So, like, historically, starters win rookie of the year, like, a lot more times than, like, someone comes off the bench just due to the fact that they're in the game more and they have more opportunities to make plays and look good for, like, the committee that chooses the, this. But that being said, I have Wiseman. But if we had a six-man rookie of the year or a sleeper rookie of the year, I'm going Peyton Pritchard. I love Peyton Pritchard. I think he looks really good for the Celtics. I think uh, he's shooting the ball really well, and he, uh, I think he's just he's playing. He's playing good basketball for a kid who wasn't really like too high out of the draft and uh, barely even made it out of the first round. So, I, I if I had a, a sleeper pick for the rookie of the year to be up there, it would be Peyton Pritchard. This is a little off topic, but um, how about Carson Edwards? Not Anthony Edwards, but you were just talking about another a fellow Celtic. What are your, what are you Celtics fans? What do you think about him? I think I think that right now, uh, from what I've seen, Pritchard Pritchard is uh, the young guy that we got to ride with over Carson Edwards. I think Edwards is a good scorer, but Pritchard Pritchard is more of that like point guard, hand to the ball, knock down shots when you need him to, get a bucket when you need him to. Um, which is what the Celtics need. So I, I like Pritchard over Edwards right now. The Celtics need shooting, three-point shooting, just a guy that can make down, knock down shots, especially with Kemba out. So I think Pritchard kind of fills that role pretty nicely as a guard for the Celtics too, because they need they need shooting. So I mean, I haven't really watched Carson Edwards play a whole lot in the NBA, but I know he hasn't he played a lot. So I know he is a great shooter. I, I just want to see him with a little bit more opportunity. Aiden, I remember we were at your crib. Carson Edwards was going off. Yeah, what was that? Purdue game. March Purdue. Madden. Purdue. Mm-hmm. He's Crazy. a good player. He's a good player. It's just, it's. T- I think it's tough, especially when, like, he, his size, too. Especially, like, getting guarded against some guys in the NBA. The, the NBA and college basketball is, like, two entirely different worlds and two entirely different games. So, some games translate, yeah. some games don't. I mean, it's just a matter of, like, like you said, if he gets an opportunity, he takes it or he just doesn't. So, and that coaching staff for the Celtics is very good at kind of realizing development as well. Since like they have their whole entire starting four, I mean, most of their starting five is all guys that they've like drafted and have, have come up like through their ranks. So I think the development staff for the Celtics is a very good staff. So I think if they, if they think he's ready, then he's ready. I mean, I can, I can count that like a lot of guys, like they drafted smart. They drafted, uh, Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, Jalen Brown, who you have said multiple times, you want the Celtics to trade Jalen Brown. (laughs) (laughs) I always argued with you and I will continue to do so. I just don't get it. He's an essential part to your franchise. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, we can come back to that to a later date. That was my off-season take. I thought the Celtics should have moved Jalen Brown for a big man. But, you know, that, that takes that, out that a lot right that now. That was my off-season take on the Celtics. 
Yeah. We also just didn't even trade our draft picks to get a get big guy either. So, I mean, Tristan Thompson's fine for now, but I mean, he's not an all-star center by any means. So I, I think the Celtics are still lacking a big man. I would have liked to see the Celtics go out and tried, try to shop Jalen Brown for a big man. That's, that was my take. Speaking of big men, I'm going to move on to defensive player of the year. Oh, that usually goes to a big man and I don't see it changing this year. My defensive player of the year this year, Anthony Davis, you know, the past uh, last year, it was between him and Giannis is kind of throw up. And I think that AD is going to pull it out this year coming off a championship, which definitely helps his resume. Although they say they don't, they only look at this year, but that's in people's minds. Uh, He was second in defensive win shares last year. Um, And I don't don't see anyone getting it over him. I mean, maybe Giannis, but I, I don't see it. If it's going to be a big man, I agree with Graham. Um, Rudy Gobert's always got a shot. He's taken home the hardware twice already. Um, Giannis Anthony Davis. I've got Ben Simmons winning Defensive Player of the Year. Ooh. I think he can. I think he. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, you guys are going to love my Defensive Player of the Year if Biggs just went Ben Simmons. <laughs> I've got Ben Simmons. Uh, I think I think Chinese got Joel Embiid then, but. Um, I don't want to put words into his mouth. I just think Ben Simmons, he's got the physique to guard almost anybody in the NBA forwards, um, guards suffocate them. Um, I mean, he gets steals, he gets blocks and he's a defensive asset. So yeah, that's my take. All right. I think he, yeah, I think Ben Simmons was robbed last year. I don't know if he can like put up the same numbers again. But I agree that guarding one through five is like probably the most one of the most important things that you need to do to be a defensive player of the year. And uh, Bam Adebayo can do that extremely well, and also is an elite shot blocker in the NBA and probably the best defender on his team. So I'm gonna go Bam with plus 800 odds. So I think he can he can sneak into that conversation and 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 win the defensive player of the year. All right, so. Mine is a little bit of a homer pick. It's a little bit of a homer pick. I'm taking Marcus Smart. I like that, Chad. I, I like right. that. I'm taking Marcus Smart as my defensive player of the year. I will give you some reasons why really quickly. Number one, he has, be- he has made all defensive first team last year, all defensive second team the year before. He continues to become a better defensive player as he gets older. Now, I also... He, there are comments out of the Celtics camp this summer that Danny age believes that the big three is Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. And for some reason, he thinks Marcus smart is considered a big three player. I don't know why, but the past two games, Marcus smart has been playing very, very good defense against two very good teams. Marcus, I like Marcus smart. smart. I love Marcus, Marcus smart. smart is the sacrificial lamb of the Celtics. He throws his body around, dives on the floor. If there was a hustle player, player of the year, go to Marcus players, Smart, bro. Hustle player of the year, 100%. Hustle player, Marcus not Smart. defensive. Not not player defensive year. player of the year. Not we get it cooked. Kyrie, it's over. It's over. You, know, Freddy, you put money on him, you're never <laughs> seeing it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. It's out the window. I, 
I am taking Marcus Smart as the defensive player of the year. Because the coach said he was top three, bro. Like, <laughs> like come on. Maybe, maybe, top three, maybe top three from like a leadership standpoint or like lock your role in the locker room, but but no, no. The sacrificial lamb, that's it. Hey, I love Marcus Smart. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm keeping it real. He's not he's not defensive player of the year. There's like, first of all, I don't think he's the best defender, straight up defender, 100% hustle of the year. If that's, if that's an award, but also, um, it's, it seems to always go to the big men and shop blockers. And I, I don't think Marcus smart fills any of those categories. I mean, I mean, you, you did see his block last year, in the playoffs. I know everyone saw his block last year in the playoffs, so we know, know he can saw, block. I know you saw Bams too. I know you saw Bams. I did see Bams block. I don't want to talk about Bams. that one, Aiden. But we're but we're That's talking about Marcus Smart right now. We're That's talking about Marcus Smart. Right now. We're talking about Marcus Smart. I got Marcus Smart, so we can move on. I like it, but we'll but I don't I don't see it. All right, moving on. Sixth man of the year. I got actually uh, one of my one of my newer favorite. Uh, NBA players, Karis LeVert, average 18 last year. Um, he's he's going to be the leader of the bench for the Nets and replace uh, Kyrie. And I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities when KD and Kyrie and Dinwiddie are all on the bench. It's going to be his time. And he's going to be able to um, build off of what he did last year. And I, I don't see why he can't average uh, – at least 15 a game this year coming off the bench. And so I got him a six man of the year. I will say this though. Um, I think there's other Nets players that could actually beat him six man of the year. Like maybe, um, but I think that one of the, one of the Nets players is going to win it. And I got Levert. I'll, I'll, I'll go next because I have. Do you? I have Levert. So I, I'll, can I just make my point about Levert really quickly, and then you can go if you have someone different. Um, I mean, I kind of had. I kind of had the same thing too. I I said Dinwiddie. It's it's a little unclear who's going to be starting from from a day to day basis. So it really it really depends like how things kind of shape up. I personally, I think that Levert's gonna launch his way into the starting lineup and like start playing enough games, starting enough games so that he won't really be eligible for that just because I do think he's the better player. So if that's the case, I've got um, Dinwiddie winning sixth man of the year, but um, it's all interchangeable. And if we see Dinwiddie um, ending up with more starts, then um, I'm going to have to go with Levert. So Johnny. So I have Levert. And just from perspective of, I think Dinwiddie will end up playing in that starting five more than Levert, just because they like that. I think a lot of coaches in the NBA like that balance of having that guy off the bench and then a, a guy that can't take the take the shots away from their stars and their team as well. Because Dinwiddie's a very good player, but if who I want Levert, if it's between both of them in the second rotation of guys, I want Levert shooting the ball more than Dinwiddie. So if Dinwiddie was on that second rotation, I think they wouldn't get as many points as they would from the bench guys if Levert was on the st- playing in the starting five because they'd be taking away shots from KD and Kyrie. So that's my perspective, and I think Levert will uh, – that's the reason why I think Levert will win the defensive – or, uh, right. sorry, uh, six-minute of the year. Mine is a little switch up to that. Um, 
it's kind of a little similar situation in, uh, down in Miami. Um, the first game Miami played, Tyler Hero was in the starting lineup with Goran Dragic on the bench, but I think that will change. Maybe Dragic is still healing that injury he had in the finals. So I think eventually Hero will come off the bench, and I'd argue that Hero is a better player than Lever, and Hero can do what Lever like he could be Hero's um, second rotation. He can do put up more uh, more numbers than Lever could, and I think he with that fifteen hundred odds could could win Sixth Man of the Year. But also, if he starts, then number, I you mean three point shots, mate, then yeah, but I don't see him like from a complete statistical standpoint, like outplaying Levert. I think him and Precious, Precious Achu are the rookie for the, uh, the Heat. He played really well in the Christmas Day game, and I think they can combine and, and be like a really, really good young two, two man lineup coming off the bench. There's Duncan Robinson starting. Yeah. Aiden, I, I like. I would like Tyler Hero as a six man of the year, but I don't think he's a six man. He's a top. He's a starter in the NBA. Then I'm gonna go Goran Dragic. So I'll just no, Dragic is also a starter. No. I, don't, I don't. Why are they? Who do you have coming off so, the bench? Yeah, who, who are the starters? Robinson. No, Euro. I'm asking you. No, I have. So I have Goran Dragic at the one, Hero at the two, Robinson at the three, Butler at Where the four, is, and out of at the five. Butler's at the four. Yeah, small ball. Butler. Who started it's the new NBA? Who started yesterday? Uh, I don't know. I can actually find Dragic, out. Dragic came off the bench. I'll look that up for you. Either way, I'm but, just going to go the reverse of uh, whoever doesn't start between Dragic and here. If the starting lineup stays the same, if they just jumble around, do this and that, then I'm, I'll go Karis Levert with you guys. But if one of those two is coming off the bench, I'm going to go with whoever uh, that person is. Yeah, um, I, I give. Sorry, they have Avery Bradley now too. Just as a heads up, too bad. Too bad. Delo's not coming off the bench for the Warriors, or I'd have to go with him. Oh yeah, <laughs> or, or, or Demarcus Cousins. Who <laughs> <laughs> started yesterday, boys? So starting yesterday was Hero at the one, Robinson at the two. I'm sorry, no, no, no. yeah, Robinson at the two, Butler at the three. Leonard at the four. Oh, Myers Leonard. He was. I loved Leonard yesterday. He was shooting the ball. I loved Leonard yesterday. That is I another. I have the heat coming out of the East. Miles Leonard is. I don't. I, I agree. I agree with Graham. I think that they're going to start playing small ball. Can we look at how far the Celtics made it with with who is their big man? Tice. Tice. He's still there. Tice. Daniel Tice. Yeah, last year they played Tatum, Tatum at the four. I think they can do the same thing with Jimmy Butler, and I think. Like Tyler here and Gordon Dragic are so much better players than Myers Leonard. Like, I like eventually Spolstra is, I think he's going to put one of them in for Leonard just because of how much of a skill gap there is between them. But this is what we were just talking about of having second options off, off the bench. I think if you leave yeah, Miles Leonard in there, I mean, you can see if he, if he can take shots and make them, but I don't think he's a prominent scorer in the second like the, the second rotation of their lineup if they put him in there. Either way, if it's Dragic or Hero, I think they're both better playmakers than Levert. Maybe Levert and Hero are kind of on the same level, but better than Dragic if he's coming off the bench. Whew, that's that's by the way, awesome. By the way, wasn't Kendrick Nunn like a big part of their team last year? Not in the playoffs. Yeah. But Not in the playoffs, time. but like in the regular season, the bubble he was, right? Yeah, I don't even he play yesterday. Dude. He didn't play yesterday. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't... I like him too. I don't know. 
been watching a lot of Heat. Yeah. I like how the Heat play. I uh, I would I would definitely take Hero if he was a six man, but I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah, we'll but, see how the plays yeah. out. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Next award we're gonna go to is most improved player. This one, this one, I, I have to think a little bit about this one, but I, I went with uh, the Rockets' Christian Wood. Last year, he only played 13 games, so I'm not really sure if he can be uh, considered like a most improved player, but he he put up 23 uh, points, 10 rebounds, and a block per game. Um, super efficient shooting for the Pistons and now he's playing with Harden who is going to attract a lot of attention. I think his, his numbers will definitely go down a little bit from that stint just because I don't think he's skilled enough to average that many points, but, and with Harden, but I think Harden's going to draw a lot of attention, get him, get him shots. And I think he's going to continue what he was doing last year. Most improved player. Good things happen when I bet with DeAndre Ayton. UVA won the national championship. I had them win in March Madness. So I'm going to go with DeAndre for the most improved player. Um, He averaged 18 points per game last season. I think that's going to stay relatively the same, but he's really shown what he can do on the defensive end. So I think he's going to average over a block a game. Um, probably around a steal, um, rack and rebounds and, um, kind of going along with my, with my sons winning the Western conference championship. I've got Deandre in taking a big step forward and he's going to be a big part of that. So, um, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Bills, I'm agreeing with you. Deandre Aiden is my, uh, most improved player. It's hard to predict the most improved player before the season, like even, even like really starts. So that, that was a tough one. So his odds are actually at a thousand, which is kind of crazy. So um, I think I'll average more than one block. I think I average probably two blocks a game on that team. And uh, I think it's going to take most improved player. Yeah. Over um, one. Yeah. I'm very kind of confused on how they like depict the most improved player. So I guess my most improved player is from this year to last year, the jump. And like, I don't know. I mean, he's a really good player. So like, I guess he, for me, he's going from like tier three to like tier two or tier four to tier two. I have Brandon Ingram. Mm, I love that. I think I like he's, that. That's a great I think he's really, really good. But I think like he, like if you think of Brandon Ingram, you don't think of like, you don't think he's that good. I mean, I, you think he's good, but you don't think he's like, like Dantich or like, I like that second tier. I should Dantich is first tier. Like, like dominant on Christmas. I, I, I think he, when I think of, Brandon Ingram, I think of tier four NBA players, but I think he has the potential to get to tier two this season, which in my opinion would be most improved player. So yeah, tier really two, like who are, who are some other players? I think tier he's tier two, two now. Tier two, who are, who are yeah. tier two players? Yeah. I think Booker, we all, I think Booker. we all he's tier two now, but it, it's not, that's not really the question so much as like how much recognition does he get? And like, he didn't really get as much like recognition and respect as he deserves last season. Um, I think he had a good season last year. I don't know how many points he averaged, but um, he certainly wasn't bad. And like, I agree with Kenny. I, I like it a lot. Obviously, was he in the running last year? He's, he's been good all the way through. I think he was in the running last year yeah. too, which probably knocks his case a little bit for this year. Yeah. If he was already 
that that just shows how good he was um from three years ago to two years ago so we'll we'll have to see what happens but um I think we can all agree that he's going to take a huge step forward as a basketball player whether that's most improved or not yep I agree all right our final player award the big one MVP yo this one for me I, I I had a lot of trouble because I think there's so many options, but I'm gonna have to ride with the favorite here, Luca. He averaged he almost averaged a thirty point triple double last year. I believe he was like twenty twenty nine nine and nine, and I think he can if he bumps those up a little bit, he could average a thirty point triple double this year. Um, especially with Porzingis out to start the season, he's gonna definitely be the number one guy and I uh, I just don't see anyone else performing at his level for like and being as valuable to a team as him this year I have Luca for the same reasons I like that Luca pick but um, I think he'll be very valuable to his team I guess that, I get that's the word but the award but sometimes they don't choose it like that um, so that for that reason I'm gonna go for Kevin Durant Returning season, uh, he's looked incredible the past two games. Like his old self, can't even tell. He's been out for almost, what, a year and a half. Um, I think he can he can take it plus 2,000 odds. No one really is, is going for him. But uh, if he keeps the way he's playing and the Nets have team success, I think he's for sure a candidate to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, forget, we forget Kevin Durant is considered one of the greatest shooters of He's all time from, from anywhere. Not, not, not shooters, uh, just scores. Offensive threats. Scores, sorry, scores, if, not if shooters, scores. If there's, one player you don't wanna, if there's one player you don't want to play in a one-on-one in the NBA, it's Kevin Durant. I mean... I I think he's the best, the best scorer in the, in the league right now. He can, score, he can score out well. He's got the freak... He's just got a freakishly athletic frame. What, like 6'10", 6'11". Mm-hmm. He can shoot the ball. He can shoot such a like natural ability to score. Um, so and also like I was watching the Nets game and um, they were talking about people kept like texting Katie saying like, oh like he's back, let's go. And um, Katie was actually like he doesn't even want to think about that. His injury he said is completely behind him, and he doesn't even think about it anymore. Um, and he's been playing like that too. You know he's been playing like a stud. So. I think he's going to take um, another step forward. I think he has the potential to have the best season of his career this year with the Nets, with Kyrie supporting him. We'll see what happens, but I've got Doncic. I've got the favorite one in the MVP, too. All right. Final, final award. It's a not player award. We're going to go coach of the year. Can I, can I start us off, Graham? You can start it off. All right. I've been looking forward to this. Steve Nash is my is my coach of the year. Um, the first... What? First year coach, Steve yes, sir, Nash. Babe. Yes, sir, babe. Yep. I've got Steve Nash winning coach of the year. Um, I, You watch the Nets game. Um, their transition offense and transition defense looked beautiful. Um, unfortunately, that had to be against the Warriors, too. Um for the season opener, but I don't know. They just looked phenomenal. They were moving the ball around really well. And it looks like they've already jogged together. Um, 
from what I can see, everybody really respects, um, respects Nash on the team. Um, and he's got a big voice in the locker room, obviously, as a former great NBA player himself. So um, I think he can really put something magical together this season. He's going to win coach of the year. Uh, I agree with Biggs. And for me, it looks like Nash is one of those coaches who um, he really like tries to get to know his players and how they feel. And I think they're going to give a positive feedback to that and play for the team, but also for him. And he's going to take a like very, very bad Nets team three, four years ago, I think to a, a definitely a NBA finals this year and hopefully a championship in the next two, three years. So I think you got to give it to him. Before I t- say mine, I think a quick point about Steve Nash, if he can control those personalities in that locker room, then then he should definitely automatically be in the running. If they can. Yeah, I, all right. This is, all right. I don't understand this. Like you, like those personalities, like what do you, yeah. mean? well, I don't like what personalities are you talking about besides like, these troubles in Boston? Like Katie's a great leader. Like sure. Like he's a little bit immature, but like, if you see him on the court, like he's like, he's verbal, he's communicating and he's like lifting up and making everybody around him better. I don't see any problems whatsoever. I mean, before you make your point, I I like to say this. I have no worries about Kyrie because he's got the stage. stage. He's got the stage. Kyrie. That is so stupid. (laughs) No, listen, listen. Oh my God. Kyrie. You can call it stupid, but he's an all-star in the NBA making millions of dollars. So who looks stupid? (laughs) Throwing sage around around an arena because he couldn't control his personality and he couldn't control his... And anger issues in Boston. There's no personality to control. In Boston, he was the number one guy. He, Kyrie is not a number one guy on a championship team. He's a number two guy. That's why he succeeded with LeBron. That's why he's going to succeed with Durant. So yeah. I think that this whole personality thing is is stupid, and I don't think that's that's a problem. They have role players who know their role. Katie's the number one guy. Everyone can acknowledge that. Kyrie's the number two guy. Everyone knows that. And when he's the number two guy, he's succeeded. So there's no reason to believe he. I do think. I do think if you take if you take Tatum and how he's going to progress in the next couple years, let's say three years from now, and you put Kyrie on a team with that Tatum, I think they'd have the same success you'd you'd find with um, LeBron and Katie. I think that's definitely worth mentioning. But it was still young. Like, like Jason Tatum hadn't really fully developed enough for Kyrie to completely take that number two possession. You know, he had to be a little bit of both. Um, and it was a little unclear, but I definitely think that he's obviously the number two in Brooklyn. And I think that's going to turn out well for him and turn out well for the team. And Chani, I just love to hear your, your response to that and what you think Kyrie's problems are going to be. My personalities take. Yeah. My personalities take is specifically based on whether Kyrie thinks he's the number two on the team. I hope he thinks he's the number two on the team. That's would be my first issue. My second issue is you have a lot of guys that went down to the bubble last year and all were starters. And you have Kyrie opted out last year and a lot of other guys that opted out last year and now are taking and now are taking prominent roles on the team when all these guys battle for spots and battle for their jobs down in the bubble and aren't getting minutes this year. 
that's where my spit and it's a it's a short layoff so that's that's so are you so are you saying that like are you saying that like Lavert and Dinwiddie are mad that Kyrie came to no. Brooklyn like I'm I'm no. okay then so I'm, I'm saying I'm saying this this I mean I think they deserve they I think they're gonna think they deserve I don't know how their personalities are but maybe maybe they think that they deserve more shots maybe Kyrie's not giving them the ball too much I don't know something okay. stupid like that they're winning games they're but they're but they're winning all right games. but what what you, you see, if personalities start falling apart, that's when they are losing games. If they start losing games, then we're going to see how their attitudes are. Okay, so you can't say personalities when there's only one problem on the team, and I'm not even going to call him a problem. From what you're saying, I haven't heard any other names other than Kyrie. And if you can't point to anybody else who clearly... It trickles play. down. It trickles down. One guy can trickle down and make other personalities come flare out. No one might have. Okay, not, so, nobody else has personality issues, but one guy. One guy. One guy. Okay, so if if Nash um, can't control these personalities, and who who do you have as your coach of the year? Eric Spolstra, Miami Heat. They're winning the East. Eric Spolstra. Usually, the coach of the year is a team that doesn't isn't like projected to do amazing, like like big Nick Nurse up there and uh, in Toronto did last year. <laughs> And the year before that, but I think I, I think Alex Sprolster has a group, good group of guys down there, and he can take them with strategic plays, offensive and defensively. He can take them to be a uh, prominent team beast. My coach of the year, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Nate uh, Yorkin for the for the Pacers. You know, Pacers. I think I think the coach of the year is, is a guy who takes a team that. Who like brings a team, uh, like above their potential, and I think that Steve Nash is a good pick, but he, like, is a very good coach. But he has so much talent that I don't think he's going to be able to win coach of the year. The Pacers, I agree, I agree, are being seen as like a very low level um, playoff team, and I, I don't see why they can't be can't be a top fifty percent uh, playoff team. They got Sabonis super underrated, and I, I think that he's gonna bring bring the Pacers like above their potential, which which is why he's gonna win Coach of the Year. I like that. That's why I I'll, I'll put I'll kind of bring this back to why I said Spolstra. I agree to the same thing, but I also think you. I mean, I not that I also think I think that I agree with like your take about like bringing the team to the potential. That's why I picked Sprolstra because he also has a little bit better players than I would agree that the Pacers do. And he has the chance to kind of like make some noise in the East. So that's why I took Sprolstra. But I think, I think the Heat are expected, the Heat are expected to win. The Pacers are not expected to win. Is a I don't know of, if this, I don't know if the Heat are projected to win. I mean, they, ha- they're sure they're, the Eastern, like, they're not, defending, they're defending Eastern conference champions. Also, Graham, Graham didn't say they're projected to, to, to win the Eastern conference necessarily. He's just saying they're like, they're expected to be a winning team, which makes it harder to win coach of the year when you have that much talent surrounding you. You know what I mean? No, but that's like, why that's like, why I think they are a projected winning team, but I think he can, like Graham said, can bring them more to their, like over their projection. That's yeah. Exactly. All right, we're going to move into our final segment before we um, go to our mortal locks of the week. We're going to go top five players in the NBA right now. 
So I guess I'll start off with my list. Are we, are we going to do this with discretion? We should we just say the list and then everyone goes around and says what they have wrong with it instead of getting yeah, yeah, we can, an so argument we can, about the top five players. Yeah, we can we can debate each person's list. So I'll give mine first. Number five, James Harden, um, second best scorer in the league behind KD. I don't I don't want to hear anything about personality from you, Chenny, or like that he's doing stuff to the team. It's simple. When he gets on the court, he scores and he performs. So he's a top five player. What team is James Harden on, Graham? He's currently on the Rockets, but is he is he the like is he really on the Rockets? He's on the as of now, team. yes, but <laughs> I think it's hard to put a player in your top five when they don't really have a team. But look, I don't. It doesn't matter what team he's on; he's going to perform. Next, number four, my MVP. That's what they said about Antonio Brown. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, number four, <laughs> Luka, Luka Doncic. I think he's going to average a thirty-point triple double this year. Um, great player, but he's he's still young and he's not a top three player for me yet number three he's a top three player in my book and if i think you're gonna say this (laughs) this is exactly what i was just saying he's arguing every second i'll wait i'll wait i'll wait until i go through my top five but you didn't put him in your mvp i think all right before i move on mvp and best player are completely different things if it was best player lebron would have a few more mvps Oh God! Number three, <laughs> number three, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, this man, this man's the best two-way player in the game. And actually, Aiden looks stunned right now. He's I mean, the best. He's the best two-way player in the game. Kawhi's. A, all right, let me chill. All right, all right, all right. Number two. Don't forget about Clay Thompson. No. <laughs> number two, Kevin Durant. Uh, possibly the best scorer of all time. Definitely the best scorer in the NBA right now. Oh, Chatty, get ready. And number one, well, I, got, I got LeBron. And he, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. LeBron has yet LeBron has yet to prove that he's not the best player. This season, I think by the end of the season, there's a big chance KD can definitely be considered the number one player. But LeBron's coming off a championship. He's putting up numbers, and he has still yet to prove that he's not the best player in the league. We've seen this season, we've seen two games from KD. Like, obviously, he's looked great, but like, I I just don't think that LeBron has proved that he's not the best player in the league. <clears throat> yeah. All right. All right. Can I go next? I, okay. Let's hear it. You're, miss, you're missing a huge hole in your top five, but we're not going to get back to that. Five Paul is not Paul George. <laughs> all right. It, all right, so I'm going five and five to one, like you said. Out of respect for LeBron, he is five. Then what? I have what? 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 I, 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 uh, what? what? He's number five. What? 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 I just left my computer. I just left what? my computer. I just left my what? computer. Fifth best player in the league. That is ridiculous. What? Biggs, is... Biggs, Biggs, your calm about this is. Am I okay putting LeBron at five? I think it's fine. Kenny, Kenny, please respect, please respect Tyler. Please respect These are projections right. for this right. upcoming season. Tyler is well aware that LeBron just won a ring. 
LeBron's also getting. I didn't put him out of the top five, did I? All right, all right. Let's hear. Let's hear the four better four better players than LeBron James. I'm excited. My MVP. My MVP, Luca. Okay, respect. Uh, it's a respectable. Okay. Oh, Durant wow. is three. Did you watch basketball? Like real question. Do you watch You basketball? just said it was the greatest scorer of all time. Yeah. Exactly, which is why he's not number three. He's number two number or number three. one. Yeah, I want to know who's number two and number one. Giannis is two. <laughs> you forgot he's about Giannis. Anthony Davis. He's gonna say Anthony I put Davis. Anthony Davis number one. <laughs> Anthony Davis is the best player in the league. What is wrong? That is the worst list I've ever heard. I, I can't believe that. Your wor- your list is worse than the ESPN list that gets clowned by the entire country every year. That is the worst list I've ever heard. What's wrong with my list? This is you need to be honest. He's the MVP. He's the former MVP. The former MVP. I think you didn't even put him on your list. You put LeBron one. What LeBron? Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. I have a combo of your list. I have a combo of your list. All right. Number five, I have Harden. People make defenses all because of this man. Like he literally makes them play differently. Four four is AD, best big man in the league, like forward in the league easily. So yeah, he deserves that. Three, I do have Giannis. Um, you can't deny his MVP, one of the most athletic, best scorers ever. Um, KD number two. I got to put Brown at one. It's just he, like Graham said, he's, have you seen his passing this year? He just sets his teammates yeah. up so well. And just, it's just, it's crazy what he does. It's, 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 LeBron is a, I just want to say one thing. LeBron is a six, eight monster point guard. He's, he's listed at small forward or power forward. This man's a point guard who can score. No one, like he's big enough where he can he can get in the lane and score on anyone. He's quick enough where he can get a step back three. And he's just he's he's one of the best passers in the league. At his size, it's just absurd. And I he just he just hasn't proven that he's not number one. But we get, let's hear I put list. him in my top five, didn't I? All right. All right. Um I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make a top six list less just because just because oh, I want to throw staff in there too. Um oh, gotta, gotta, gotta pay your respects. I mean, Homer. I, Not this year. I don't know if you guys have watched the Warriors game yet this year, but he's still balling. Um he ha- he has a shot at another MVP in my opinion. What? I think he's gonna I think he's gonna average I think what? he's gonna average <laughs> I think he's gonna average over thirty points a game. Um, but he's not in my top five. That's why I wanted to go top six. Um, my top five goes Giannis, number five, AD, number four, LeBron, number three, Doncic, number two, and KD, number one. All right. I just, can't, I just want to – there's, there's one player that only I had in my list. That's Kawhi Leonard. I think you guys forgot how good Kawhi is. He, you forgot how, opinion, Giannis, best, how good Giannis was. Kawhi is the best. Two years ago, he led a pretty bad, not bad team, but a not NBA championship ready team to the finals. He he gets hate because I think I think people forget about him because they blew the lead last year. In my opinion, he's still the best two way player in the league. All right, so he guard, he can really guard anyone. So dissect, dissect my list. Who are you putting him over? Are you 
I'm putting him over Giannis. Ed four. I'm putting him over Giannis. I have LeBron over Luca. I also, I, I, I did a top ten. I had Kawhi at six. I have I have AD at six on my list. I had eighty one, but that's that's all. See why is I just all right? Here, I'm a, I'm gonna say why AD is not as good as everyone on my list. Harden, this man can score on anybody, anywhere, anytime. I don't care about his personality. Doncic, he's about to average a thirty point triple double. He's the future of the NBA. He's gonna win MVP. Kawhi, best two way player in the game can get a bucket whenever, can guard anyone. KD, greatest scorer in the league easily. No one can guard him. And an underrated, underrated on defense. And LeBron. We already know this what you man have to say about LeBron. He's a 6'8 point guard, and he is the best player in the league. I, I just don't see how you can... You know what? You know The what? only person I would respect over him is Kevin Durant. That's the only you know person. What? Next episode, next episode, or we fight time, this bridges perfectly into our top 20 players. If you're talking about need not saying Paul George's top 10 or not, tw- not top 20, we can do this next time. How about that? I, just, I think we should go mortals. Just, we should go mortals. One thing before we go to mortal locks. Next episode, just, we will do top 20. All right, before before we go to mortal locks, I'd just like to hear why Anthony Davis is the best player in the league. I love him. Domination. Pure domination. Anyone he plays. Domination. LeBron's domination. Harden is domination. Those are the only two guys that dominate game. Let him talk. talk. I think AD is better than LeBron right now. Right now. Right now, better than him. Don't say LeBron is a top three player of all time. But right now, LeBron's getting older and AD's just getting better. We talked about projections for the year, and I said AD's number one. I think he has a shot at the MVP. I know you didn't say this on the show, but you've also called LeBron James a loser, too. I have said that before, yes. Oh all right, all right. I have said that before, yes. You know, he's such a loser, bro. We're running, we're running out of time, so we're going to have to move on to, a, to our final segment. But, you know, we'll, get, we'll go a little bit more in depth on our full player rankings in future episodes. So now we're going to go to our mortal locks. For this week weekend, I guess. Anyone want to start it off? Should I? Well, I got I got the records real quick. Let me start it off. Let me start. It I got off. the records. The records. The records. Okay. Aiden and I are zero and one, and Graham and I are Graham and Biggs. Graham and Biggs are one and zero. Easy money. Yes, sir. Week two. Week two more to locks. Here we go. All right. So let me lock it in first. Um, I've got the Phoenix Suns coming in, coming in tonight. Um, they're playing. They're playing the Kings. I've got the Suns winning. Um, the line is three point five. I've got them covering. I don't know about that one. Sir. I don't like doing NBA. I don't like doing NBA. I don't like I NBA fo- regular season. I got the football team minus one. I guess on they're playing Panthers. I love that pick, Jenny. I love football it. Football team minus one of the Panthers. Hmm. Yeah, no, 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 Chani, that's a mistake. <laughs> you have Suns three and a half, right? I have Suns three and a half. Awesome. I have football team minus one. I'll be watching that game tonight, and I'll be sure to text you boys at 10 when the game ends. I'll let you know that I'm 2-0. Oh. It's my mortal lock. Aiden, you want to lock yours in? Grant, Aiden. All right, I need tradition here. 
when you start throwing the shades on for the automatic mortals. Last week, there's no shades. I lost. I need to switch something up. So my mortal this week, Buffalo minus seven. Over who? The Patriots. Your Patriots have been looking piss poor. <laughs> Ooh, piss I just poor. don't like betting against Belichick. I, I don't know. I, I would love especially to. Especially in spread. Never bet against Bill. I bet for against Bill for the Bills. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to end it off. You know I'm going to have to go with the college basketball game. So I'm going to go with the red hot Wisconsin Badgers over Maryland. You know, it's, it's hard to uh, give a mortal lock in the Big Ten. What's the spread? Uh, I couldn't find a spread, actually. I don't think there's a spread yet. So you're taking money? Or are you getting... Uh, right. that, that Question, when the, when the spread comes out, are you taking Wisconsin? Yes, as, as long as it's All like right. below like... 10 points I'm, I'm taking them I think they win by like at least 10 or it's but, not going to be more than 10 yeah. you know I hate I hate giving a mortal lock in the big 10 because it's so good and anyone can be anyone but Wisconsin beat Louisville Nebraska and Michigan State past three, past three games so red hot I got them over Maryland 2-0 baby lock them in lock them in perfect that concludes our episode so we're doing we're just out right there after Mortal Locks. Alright. See y'all.